0: Welcome to First Class Fantasy. I'm Theo Greminger, and I'm joined by Billy Muzio. Starting a couple minutes early here. It's a big, big week for us, Billy. This is week 16. This is like the nitty-gritty. Uh, for a lot of fantasy managers, week 16 is like the money week. If you're in a home league, those teams that are in the final two, they're winning the, the a lot of the money, and a lot of times third place doesn't get paid anything. So this is like the big-time tilting, tilting week. How excited are you for Week 16? Uh, do you have a lot of hard lineup decisions yourself? I do have quite a bit of hard. Are we starting uh, DeAndre Swift anymore? Are we
1: starting, you know, Ford or Swift? Like those are those are real decisions now, and you know, a lot of people may have Eckler in that conversation as well, who's been just absolutely pitiful. And can you trust Eckler? Can you not trust Eckler? The Chargers' offense is a mess, so um, you normally think you're starting your studs, and now your studs aren't so clear sometimes.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's a big mistake that a lot of people make is uh, a shout out to Ryan McDowell. Ryan McDowell likes to look at like the, the last six game stats and the last six games usage. And I think it's a great way to to really kind of evaluate what you're looking at, because I think a lot of times fantasy managers still get so lost in like that counting stat mentality where you'll think, hey, it's the fantasy playoffs. You know, this guy with a big name is going to have the big performance. I can't afford to, to, to sit that guy down. Whereas a lot of times, the guys that are the heroes of now week 17 and in years past week 16 are those guys that really during the year were not really moving the needle. You think about like Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary, those kind of incredible performances, Tyler Higby at the tight end position. Those are the kind of guys we should be chasing. Uh, and not trying to go back in, like, to the past. And it's sort of like the sunk cost fallacy uh, with early season lineup decisions. Now that we're here, we don't need to, like, make a mistake just to kind of get our our, our, our quote-unquote studs in the lineup.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that we really – I don't go back as far as six weeks. I think that that can be a bit deceiving at times. But three-, four-week trends are usually what I like to follow. Um, I'm really big on three-week trends. Um, if there's a buy in there, that's where I'm going back four weeks to see what that usage looks like. Um, but, um, you know, cause a lot can happen in six weeks. I think that's a, yeah. it's still a good practice. It's just a, maybe
0: a slight adjustment to how that data is looked at, but I, I, I like that process a lot. And I, and I, I do the same. Now, a lot of people who've watched first class fantasy have been following our bet, Billy, and this bet was dead in the water, but <laughs> what, what percentage are you giving me now? So Jackson Smith and Jigba finishing inside of wide receiver three land was kind of our big bet before the season. I felt incredibly arrogant and in- incredibly incredibly uh, cocky. And I felt like I was literally taking your money with the bet. And it's been a, <laughs> a constant source of like frustration. I've had a lot of Billy like texting me and talking trash. A lot of people in the chats, you know, either team Billy or team Theo on this bet. But Billy last week, I got a touchdown at JSN He's like in striking distance. You got Tank Dell still in there, Christian Kirk still ahead of him. Those guys, he's gonna he's gonna pass. What are we thinking? What are my chances now of Jackson Smith and Jigba finishing inside the top thirty six with a couple weeks left?
1: I mean, there's a there's he's got an out. I think he's about thirty fantasy points roughly away in PPR leagues uh, from hitting it. So there's some names ahead of him that have literally been putting up zeros for. Uh, multiple weeks gabe davis is sitting at wide receiver 42 and um i don't know if you saw my tweet that he's got two weeks in a row with zeros three of his last four contests are zeros and four of his last six contests are zeros so they helping the cause here for theo um drake london and arthur smith are helping the cause christian kirk has helped the cause being injured pick much there inside Pittsburgh, and Zay Flowers, of course, you know, we saw what he did last week, has been inconsistent as well, so there's there's a few names ahead of him um, that are definitely helping the cause, but there's a couple names behind him that might catch him too, Deontay Johnson's right there, Tyler Boyd's right there, um, you have T. Higgins, who probably might catch him here shortly, so I don't know,
0: I'm going to put your chances at, I'm going to say 12.5%, there. Okay, I'll take it because a couple weeks ago it was like negative negative twelve percent. So <laughs> I feel I'm feeling I'm feeling a little loose. It's the holiday season. It's like you know anything can happen. Anything is possible. Kevin, shout out Kevin Garnett. Uh, Billy, I want to get to a bunch of these start sick questions we have in the chat. Um, but first, let's uh, take a take a break and let's hear a word from our sponsor. When we get back here, we're going to answer everything. We're going to rip through all of them. And Billy and I are also going to talk about the return of Jonathan Taylor. I mean it's wild times here in in uh week 16.
1: Hey, so many asked me what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple, they don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them, most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, "Hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer-to-peer betting." In all states, and you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be. And now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com. The code
0: is Underworld.
1: Got your happy price, price, line.
0: Welcome back to First Class Fantasy. I'm Theo Greminger, joined as always by Billy Muzio. And and Billy, we got, uh, let's just start right on Thursday night, okay? We're recording this on Thursday, so if you listen to this, it's probably going to be on Friday on the podcast. Uh, but people in the chat right now, we've got Chris Alave. Coming back tonight, missed last week. And it's funny because, you know, if we went back to the beginning of the season, we wouldn't have too many start sit questions with Chris Olave. But this is one giving people a lot of tr- problems this week. I personally am starting Chris Olave in a few spots. And I think you could agree with me where this time of year, it's either fantasy law where either you have really hard start sit decisions or you're starting guys you wish you weren't even rostering. You're just surviving and advancing. But Chris Olave, where are we at? what should we expect of him about where do you have him this week i was gonna say it's one of those things that more than likely he's in
1: your lineup and you're starting him just because it's very bleak out there right now in terms of of talent that you can start based upon injuries or teams being shut down players being out whatever it may be so i mean i'm i haven't been in a few I'm starting him um there's you know not really a lot of start sit Decisions I have in leagues that are fairly deep. You know, it's like Jacoby Myers versus Lave. I'm playing a lave, right? I'm going to hate myself if I sit a lave because he's got, you know, an injury re risk. That uh, is what I've been seeing float around. Um, and then, you know, he goes off for 100 yards and a touchdown. And so I, this is, this is, I know we just kind of went against saying start your studs, but he's the number one wide receiver on an offense that is. Um gonna be targeting him as lacking other weapons into the passing game. And so it's it's one of those things that if he's in, you gotta play him. Okay,
0: I'll give you one of my own start sits for Chris Olave. Chris Olave versus Amari Cooper. I'm probably still playing Chris Olave. Chris Olave versus the high volume Chuba Hubbard. I'm Olave, but you could talk mm. me out of it.
1: This was close, actually. I'd probably go Chuba here just okay. because just because we know he's probably going to see get probably 18 to 20 carries um i i would probably i'd probably start chuba over alave
0: in the chat from red rizzle ppr alave or pukunikuua i'm, I'm easy, easily going pukunikuua in that one we have one more Puka Nakua question uh and the rams are four point favorites nice 46 point total we love seeing that this time of year this one is pukunikuua mike evans rashi rice or Devonte adams he has to sit one of them this is kind of a difficult one billy so again puka nakua mike evans rashi oh rice God. and Devonte adams he has to sit one of them
1: yeah oh man i would normally say vegas but they're playing the chargers and the chart uh, or they're playing Can- uh, kansas city i mean um i might sit puka yeah yeah man maybe Tampa Bay's got Jacksonville. Um, this is flip a coin territory. I, man, um, yeah. I don't honestly don't think you can go wrong either way. I mean, Puka's all these guys could be potential top twelve options this week. Uh, if I'm following the projections and the rankings, a hundred percent. I have. Let me see here. I think I have Adams the lowest of of the group. Just before wide receiver twenty, so if I'm following the projections, it's Devontae Adams, but um, he just started getting kind of hot, and Kansas City could become a shootout, so it's a tough one. I, I wouldn't argue if you chose either way, but I'd probably start Puka. The uh, Puka has been pretty, pretty consistent, and and the, the the I think Stafford's kind of hit, hitting Strider now.
0: Yeah, I think you know you're making a big argument. I'll say that it's fantasy law, though, Billy. If you sit Devontae Adams like on Christmas week. He's gonna go for thirty points, and you're never gonna forget it in the history of your life. The problem is
1: any of these guys care this week. I mean, Rice has been a top twelve receiver in three of the last four matchups. Um, You know, Puka's good as wide receiver one almost any given week. Mike Evans has been, you know, probably one of the best receivers in football this year. So it's I I would say it's hard to sit any three of those guys right now, and you can make an argument for any of these guys, quite frankly. But it's this is flip a coin territory, and I think Adams is the odd man out for me.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because we're also getting quarterback questions and and on the show sheet I had on the show sheet, I had, you know, a discussion with some Nick Mullins, but we're getting a Nick Mullins versus Derek Carr question tonight. I'm quite easily starting Nick Mullins, Billy. Am I wrong to be so confident in Nick Mullins and his second career start over Derek Carr tonight on Thursday night football? You know, Mullins
1: um, had some some flashes when he was with the Niners as well. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to want to go Mullins, but um, I, I have a, a, a slight lean uh, the other way. So I'm gonna. It's 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 pretty close though. But I I, I think this is also coin flip territory.
0: Now let's have a, a another another question that with Derek Carr, you talk about how health this time of year. Uh, you know, a lot of times we just go with the healthier option. I have a Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr team. Okay. And I have, I know a couple people that have this combination for whatever reason. Somebody else texted me about it this week. There's a couple guys I could add. This is a dynasty league, but nobody like good. I could always add like CJ Beathard and just be invested in the Jacksonville quarterback position. But are you using Derek Carr tonight or holding out for? Not a, you know, T Law is not not like exactly lighting the world on fire. He's been extremely disappointing, but he still would be considered higher in the rankings than Carr this week. Are you using Car tonight, or would you hold out for that one? I'd hold out. Yeah, I think I'm going to hold out. I really don't want to. I don't want to have too much invested in in, in Derek Carr uh, tonight. Uh, I want to want to switch gears here. Uh, not in the chat, but on our show sheet, Jonathan Taylor. This seems like this could be like a tilting player. For the fantasy playoffs. It's almost a perfect storm, Billy, because Zach Moss very unfortunately goes down last week, and I think it would have been a smash game. I think it would have been a 25-point game for Zach Moss based on the success that the other Indianapolis running backs had uh, throughout the second half. Uh, both you know, Goodson and uh, Trey Sermon were both quite successful. Zach Moss out, but now you have Jonathan Taylor coming back, and this was one where I didn't necessarily think he'd be back this quick. I, we were kind of writing him off, but it's like a it's like a Christmas present for Jonathan Taylor managers. I know I have a couple teams still in the mix where I can just insert him back in. Is this like the perfect storm, Jonathan Taylor? Does he get fifty touches the next two weeks? I think
1: it very well depends on Michael Pittman's health as well and, and what his status is for Sunday. Um, but this might be you know a false present. It's like one of those boxes instead of a box instead of a box instead of a box and you think you got this giant present and the next thing you know you're opening this presence like this big and that could be jonathan taylor this week because he's facing the atlanta falcons and atlanta yeah. falcons are the second most stingiest in the nfl they've only given up 235 fantasy points all season they've given up less than 1200 yards all season they're giving up a league low 3.7 yards per carry um, and they've given up – do you want to guess how many touchdowns they've given up on the ground all season, Theo? It's low, like seven. Zero on the ground. Zero, Zero on shocking. the ground versus the running back. They've given up four through the air versus running backs all season. So only four on the season total. I'm not liking Jonathan Taylor's you know, surprise Christmas present for, for folks I think it's going to be a trap play.
0: Okay. All right. There you go. Jonathan Taylor. A lot of people are going to wh- – where are you going to have him uh, ballpark in your rankings? Because I've seen a couple people pushing him right into the RB1 line. Um, I will not have him that high. Um, I'm probably going to have him in closer to RB20. Here's a question. One more t- uh, question for tonight. Derek Carr or Joe Flacco? I'm going Joe Flacco, Billy, but Joe Flacco's red hot. 375 passing yards last week, and the week before he had like 340. These two weeks are the highest passing totals he's had since 2018. It's wild times in Cleveland. Are you on Team Flacco or Team Carr here? Uh, I'm going to go Flacco. This is the second highest over under of the week, uh, only
1: behind the uh, Charger Buffalo game, which is 43 and a half, 42 and a half for this uh, Cleveland Houston game. Um, and even with no Stroud, they still have the line this high. So it might might adjust once we get official word. But um, Flacco's been pretty good, man.
0: From the chat, need some good Tyreek and Pittman news. Sounds like Tyreek Hill is going to go. Uh, it sounds like Tyreek Hill is going to play against Dallas. Uh, the huge, huge news for Tyreek Hill managers. And Michael Pittman, uh, Billy, Michael Pittman's practicing today, uh, which was like, you know, I was always writing him off. Uh, Michael Pittman, I mean, what 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 great news. So, uh, yeah, I think that with Pittman, you have to be a little bit cautious, but it sounds like Tyreek Hill is leaning towards playing Um, and you know, it's, we don't really have to discuss lineup decisions with those two guys. You're, you're starting them if they are playing. Uh, but here's a difficult one. This is PPR Billy, uh, from Justin in the chat. Uh, he needs to sit one of these guys, Brees Hall, DeAndre Swift, or Devin Singletary. And I got to say, I would struggle to sit Devin Singletary this week. I don't know. I feel, I feel like 2021 all over again. I feel like he's going to get all this volume. I really don't want to sit him, even though if we were asking this question, if two months ago you would have said, what the hell are you doing? Take it off the screen.
1: Yeah. Uh, one territory for me. Um, so I, I don't think that we can sit uh single territory right now. Um, you could make a real argument to sit Brees Hall. This just defense is absolutely atrocious, but um, – the matchup is, is good. And so I think that we have to start Hall. Um, Swift has also been absolutely atrocious as well, but he gets a New York giants defense. But I think I'm, I think I'm sitting Swift here Um, in in the last three weeks. He's gotten two fantasy points, 3.9 fantasy points, and 7.5 fantasy points. So a combined less than 13 fantasy points. I'm probably sitting Swift.
0: Okay. So we're sitting Swift in that one. Yeah. Brees Hall, um, I think I want him in the lineup against Washington. This could be like a, it seems like this, this game could get ugly, but I, I like the jets a little bit in that spot. Here's a fun one, Billy. This is like what we talk about this time of year. You either have really hard lineup decisions, or you have all these guys that you've added through waivers and you're just grinding through Demarcus Robinson. This guy needs to pick Paul, Shout out to Paul in the chat. He needs to start. Uh, only one of these guys, if I'm reading it correctly, DeMarcus Robinson, Rashid Shaheed, Pat Fryermuth, who's a little bit banged up, or Michael Wilson, and Arizona could be missing multiple wide receivers this week. DeMarcus Robinson scored a touchdown now in three straight games. Rashid Shaheed has that big play potential. I'll tell you what, Billy, for this one, for me, it's actually pretty easy. I'm swinging for it. I'm going Rashid Shaheed, um, and I want that. I want to start Thursday night with like a spike week. And I realize that there's some variance in that potential with Shahid, but I'd rather, I think he's got the highest ceiling outcome of any of these four guys. Where are you at?
1: Yeah, Robinson definitely takes a bit of a dip now that we have Tutu out will cleared for Thursday night football. So I think um, if Tutu had been out, I think Robinson would have been the play again. But um, now that Tutu's back, I'm going to go
0: Rashid Shahid as well. We have a tight end question in the chat Dallas Goddard, Darren the answer, Waller. The answer is always likely. Always likely. Yeah, it's, it's always Isaiah Likely, right? Isaiah Likely's just on one. Go with Isaiah Likely. Um, where How high is Isaiah Likely going to be for you in the rankings at Player Profiler this week, Billy? Um, he will likely be inside the top 10, Theo. I will likely have to check out those rankings and see where it ends up. <laughs> um, shout out to the chat. Hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribing to us here at Player Profiler. Another guy who was on the show sheet was Ty Chandler. And I'll tell you a little funny story. Billy and I have a a uh, uh, FFPC 350 that's battling it out. We had a nice week last week, but you really need to drop like 220 <laughs> to feel good about, about things this time. So we're not quite there, but we're not like completely out of it. If we have a big week this week, we're, yeah, we're, up we're 150. Packing. We're good. Yeah, we put up 150. We're okay. We're okay. We need like 220 this week though. Yeah. Um, but we had uh, a conversation all week long about Jaden Reed versus Ty Chandler. And like I text Billy like last minute and I had a few Ty Chandlers rocking but I wanted to cram in one more Jaden Reed. And I text Billy. I'm like, start Reed, start Reed. And Billy missed it. And we end up with, with Ty Chandler. Billy was leading that way anyway. Uh, so Ty Chandler, thankfully, that he was still in that lineup. Um, but Ty Chandler looked incredible. In- very frustrating game to watch for Ty Chandler managers because he looked so much better than Alexander Madison uh, has all season long. Um, now we have in the, in the in the chat here, Ty Chandler, Jalen Warren, Devon A-Chain, or Isaiah Pacheco. We need to rank these guys. And then afterwards, I'd like to hear your thoughts on uh, what you think Ty Chandler looks like moving forward. I'll say for this, for me, Billy, this is a really tough one. I I think that Pacheco and Devon A-Chain would be my top two. Um, but if Ty Chandler, actually, no, I take that back. Ty Chandler, if he has the backfill to himself again this week, I think might be one. And then after that is a chain and Pacheco and then Jalen Warren in number four.
1: Yeah. I think if the back, if, if Madison's out again, Chandler is number one, if not a chains one Chandler's two, um, Pacheco three, probably not going to be the full workload coming off injury. And then Warren four.
0: there we go. There we go. Um, Billy, I, you know, I want to, I want to follow up on one thing. Apparently you told me I've been mispronouncing your home state. I've been saying Oregon like really, really poorly. And you know, it's really funny is I did a podcast with Matty Kiwum and Cody Carpenter where we talked about the twenty twenty four draft class. And I guess we talked about like, uh, like, like Troy Franklin or one of these guys from Oregon. And I had criticism about my pronunciation from somebody else, probably a, f- a fellow Oregonian like you. How am I supposed to say Oregon, Billy? Or, or- Oregon. Oregon.
1: Yeah. Oregon. 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 Oregon.
0: Oregon. Like, yeah. a, like, a, organs in my body. Yeah. Oregon. Okay. Or Oregon. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm I sent my I sent
1: Theo a meme, and it's a, it was like Denzel Washington. It
0: says, "When your friends, when your friends say Oregon, listen, guys. I'm I'm trying I'm trying my best here. Shout out to all all of the Oregon's Oregonians, uh, however you want to say it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. It's, Oregon it's the lift. Oregon Trail, not the Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Okay, Oregon <laughs> Trail. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best, guys. I'm gonna try my best here. We're doing the best that we can here on Long Island. Uh, let's take one more uh one more start sit from the the chat. Uh should he start Baker Mayfield who's red hot against Jacksonville? Tricky game uh or Brock Purdy. Um so that's his quarterback uh question. Let's do that one first. I don't think Baker sit, Purdy. Yeah, I think I'm going I'm going purdy despite the on paper difficult matchup. matchup. Yeah. But Matt Stafford had a lot of success. Against that Baltimore Ravens secondary, I think the secondary has been a little more generous than they were um, at the beginning of the year., uh, so i'm I'm with you. I'm going I'm going Purdy, but yeah, Baker Mayfield, I want a playoff game with him last week. Uh, really, really. i'm I, I'm kind of excited for that Jacksonville uh, t- Tampa Bay game. That's a kind of a tilting game. a forty two point total. It could be fantasy friendly, but Baltimore, San Francisco, that game's gonna be incredible. Uh, I gotta go Purdy in that one. I think it's a sneaky over environment. Then here's another one. Uh, banged up Jaden Reed, who may not go. I don't think he plays. I don't, th- I don't either. Dude, green Bay is like, you have a hangnail. You don't play in green Bay. So is, th- so we're, you know, it's going to be JSN. Cause we don't think Reed's going to play. Who is the sneaky winner in green Bay Billy? Is this a elevate Tucker craft or is this a Dontavian wicks week? It depends on the,
1: uh, health of Musgrave. They opened up 21 day window. So if he's active, I think it's double tight end day, but it's, uh, um, If not, then I think Romeo Dobbs is the biggest benefit. And then you're going to see um, Aaron Jones, who's probably going to see an uptick in in passes as well. So I think those two are going to be the biggest beneficiaries outside of the tight end
0: position. Here's a defensive question. I've been dropping a bunch of defensive articles and defensive videos here at Player Profiler. Feel free to check them out. Um, This one is rank these defensive special teams, Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, Denver Broncos. Billy, this is a fairly easy one for me. Buffalo Bills might be the best defensive play on the board this week against Easton Stick and the LA Chargers. Keenan Allen was ruled out already uh and Buffalo shut down Dallas last week and we had a 25-point game from the LA from the Las Vegas uh, Raiders last okay. week against the, the against the uh the Chargers. Are you there on that one Buffalo easy layup with this uh choice? Yeah, I'd say Buffalo and then I think Jets and then Denver for me. I would say Denver, Jets, I'm okay starting both of them. I don't think either one is gonna kill you. Denver is a, a a big favorite at home. You've got Billy Zappi coming on the road uh into Mile High Stadium uh but the Jets against Sam Howell you might end up with like six sacks so it's uh I feel fix. fine about starting I feel fine about starting Jets or Broncos. I think they're legitimately both top 12 defenses but Buffalo I- I'm starting over almost anybody uh this week. One more uh cho- one more defensive uh question Billy. Cowboys, Steelers, Lions, Titans, or Commanders here. Um this one is tricky. The Cowboys play Miami. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a you gotta downgrade by the matchup. Uh the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's kind Since, of interesting. They get but Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's been a little bit disappointing lately to say the least. They've been they're heading south. Detroit um, is Minnesota. You know, I think that the the Titans are sneaky this week against they have seattle coming into tennessee um just based on the fact that i think tennessee's very good at rushing the rushing the quarterback it's gonna and be Geno this week accumulating some stacks i don't really love any of these uh to be honest with you um but i think i might lean with the with the titans if you which way would you go billy i lean lions here um okay.
1: normally you know cowboys i think would be of course the easy one but you got a downgrade versus miami
0: Got a, got a lot, a lot of uh, questions here in the chat. Let's get to a couple more. This one is, I don't know who to ride with, Chuba Hubbard or Rashi Rice for his flex. This is a half-point PPR. Uh, are you going Chuba or Rashi Rice?
1: I'm going Rice. He's been a top 12 wide receiver in half PPR for three of the last four weeks. Um, he's kind of been the only bright spot inside the Chiefs offense, so I think they're going to lean into him more.
0: Yeah, and and Rashi Rice, that's one, Billy, we're going to have to talk about. Like We're going to start doing some of this, like, redraft content for 2024 uh and do like a like a way too early draft. but rashi rice he might be like a third round pick next year in like ffpc main events i think that the steam behind him all off season is going to be wild it's going to be like you know amon ross st brown chris alave year two kind of steam yeah he's um, seen 38 targets in his last four weeks so billy you said always start isaiah likely but here's a here's one Trey McBride or okay, Isaiah not
1: Blakely. Likely. Not in this scenario. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Trey McBride. It's Trey There's McBride. There's like
1: three sure. names that I would I would always start over Likely, but McBride is one of those three
0: names. And shout out to Senior Football. Uh, Non-PPR. Okay, so this is take PPR out of the equation. He has to sit one of these players. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Rashi Rice, or Brandon Ayuk. And correlation could come into play here because Jalen Hurts is his quarterback which right now that's not like the greatest thing in the world to try to cram in your Philadelphia uh, correlation the passing game's been struggling a little bit. Um so non PPR Gosh, that's a tough one Billy. I think I'm benching Smith and Non. I'm gonna, yeah, I was going to say Smith. I think yeah. Smith is the one that I'm going to I'm going to bench there. He definitely gets downgraded. Um here's another one in the chat. Start Two running backs and one flex. Okay. So we've got to pick two running backs out of this group. Let's do that one first. Kyron Williams, Jonathan Taylor, Brees, Brees Hall, and then he's got Rashi Rice. And then who's Davis here? Gabe Which Davis. Davis. This is Gabe. Yeah, I was gonna say, Gabe, don't give us a Gabe Davis question. Fuck Gabe so Davis. this one, so this one we're gonna we're gonna put, I think Kyron Williams, and for me. It's Jonathan Taylor, but are you going Brees Hall over Jonathan Taylor?
1: I'm gonna go Hall over Taylor this week against, against Washington.
0: So Billy and I are butting heads on that one. And then easy layup. Rashi Rice is in your flex. Um, let's keep this going. Rashid Shahid or David Montgomery. I would like in- to
1: caveat though on that last one. If Pittman's sure. out, if Pittman's out, I'm starting Taylor over over um over Hall.
0: Okay. So Billy's gonna elevate Taylor if Michael Pittman sits. Yep. Okay. Here's one. Uh, this is an easy one. Right on the thumbnail. Chandler. Right on the sit. You're starting Ty Chandler over Austin Eckler, and I'm going to say Billy. Like I don't want to start any L.A. Charger, and I really don't want Austin starting, Eckler.
1: I'm starting Palmer.
0: I'm I'm using Palmer in a spot or two. I'll, I'll give you that. He had four receptions, went over 100 100 yards, had a touchdown, only four targets, but I think that could will double up uh, this week after you know knowing he's healthy, he's got his feet wet. But let me give you a couple of uh, Austin Eckler start-sit decisions. Okay, Austin Eckler versus James Conner. James Conner. Austin Eckler versus Javante Williams. Uh, Javante Williams. Okay, I'm going even lower. I'm going even lower. Austin Eckler versus Jerome Ford. I'm going to go Jerome Ford. Okay, Austin Eckler versus Chase Brown of Cincinnati with no Jamar Chase and Chase Brown being very efficient, but only about 10 touches each game. I would probably go Austin Eckler, but this is where the
1: line's kind of being drawn. So Austin, Austin Eckler to me is an RB3. So if you look at his last two of his last three games, he is under 20 rushing yards, Theo. Yeah, and he's and done. He's He's been absolutely horrible. And he's been propped up by targets is the only reason he's even been at least somewhat fantasy relevant. But if you look, Back to week 11 he's finished as rb 32 or worse in every contest except for week 14 where he scored the touchdown where he finished as 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 rb eight and so it's been this atrocious matchup uh or this 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 atrocious you know offense and i just don't i don't trust him for the rest of the season
0: yeah i i think he's dust like austin eckler you're telling like we all know how this story's going to go he's going to end the year very poorly then during the off season, there's going to be a little bit more juice saying how he's healthy. He's in a situation. He'll end up being like a sixth round pick. People are going to fall on that. I'll have none. I really don't think there's a scenario that I'm going to get excited about Austin Eckler next year. Once these older running backs start to show a decline, rarely do they bounce back. Like I'm not an ageist. Give me a bunch of Christian McCaffrey next year, but I'm not going to add Austin Eckler. I think he's done. I really do. Um, guys, here's a, here's a one in the chat. And shout out to the person trying to pay us $10. I missed it. You know, Billy and I could have used that, you know, $5 each in our pocket. But, uh, you know, shout out to you for putting that in there. We'll still try to get your question. Shout out to Adam in the chat. Amari Cooper, Billy's favorite wide receiver of all time, Joshua Palmer. Or Jordan Addison, who had two touchdown catches, caught all six of his targets last week, and looked incredible. He's got nine uh, receiving touchdowns on the season now. Um, What a player Jordan Addison is. Billy... Although in this situation, I am going Amari Cooper yep. if I'm picking one of these guys. It's Cooper, Addison Palmer
1: in that order for me. I, I just I just think that uh, Palmer is is good for a big play, but it could be you know pretty inconsistent along the way.
0: Okay, so this is we don't know the scoring on this list, so let's assume PPR. Uh, Adam again in the in the chat uh, flex pick two, Bijan Robinson. God, what, what what horrible, horrible usage last week from Arthur Smith for Bijan. But three previous games, Bijan crushed. Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Addison, Amari Cooper, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jalen Waddle. He's got very good flex choices. I'll say if Tyreek misses, Jalen Waddle would be like my number one here. I think
1: Waddle's a must start this group anyway, so Waddle's in for me immediately. And I think it's probably Bijan because um, we're just going to live and die by Arthur Smith apparently.
0: It's it's just terrible. We're boycotting FedEx and the Greminger household until they make a coaching change. Uh, guys, here we're going to go. PPR, Kenneth Walker, uh, who came back and looked fantastic, and that whole notion of, you know, let's bench every every running back against Philly. Ken Walker went nuts. Ken Walker or Devon A-Chain this week? Ah, Ken Walker. Yeah, you know, I'm an A-Chain guy, but but I love love me some Ken Walker this week. He looked so good. Uh, here's one Jordan love or Matt Stafford. Um, this is an interesting one, Billy. I think I'm going to go Matt Stafford in this one. Yeah. I like Matt Stafford
1: this week as well. Um, he's been pretty, pretty damn good. So I think we have to,
0: um, we have to start him. Yeah. I think we're rolling Matt Stafford. I think he's going to really end the year. Well, uh, here's one for you. And this is assuming Alexander Madison misses another game. Are we going Saquon Barkley? Or are we going Ty Chandler? And I'm gonna say I am fairly easily Ty Chandler on this one.
1: This one's this one's close. Um
0: hmm. I'm gonna lean Barkley. You're leaning Barkley, okay. All right, you're yeah. feeling a, a Saquon game, Billy. I am it's it's due. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. So Billy is elevating Saquon Barkley. Uh look for Saquon to have a big game this week. We're going to pick two here, two uh, PPR plays here, Josh Jacobs, Ty Chandler, or James Conner. So again, Jacobs, Chandler, or Conner, and we need to pick two of them. Again, it's Ty Chandler fairly easily for me, and it's Josh Jacobs if he plays and I'm sitting James Conner. Would you go any way different? No, Jacob. Yeah, I I agree with you here. Okay. So we're both on the same page. It's taking it to the wide receiver spot. George Pickens or my guy, Dontavian Wicks,
1: George Pickens or Dontavian Wicks. Um, um, oh man, let's play this one by ear. If Reed is out, I would probably lead Wicks,
0: but if we, if Reed is in, I go Pickens. Okay. So there you go. Uh, look for, look for the injury report before going with that one. I like this kid Wicks and I'll say it's funny, Billy. Cause we trash Brian Gutekunst for all these years mm-hmm. for like his decisions, but he's hit on all of them lately. Like Christian Watson last year, had can't stay on the field, but you got to say that that's a win of a draft pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. Romeo Dubs is is a uh, is a win for the fifth rounder, even though we don't love him. And then this year, Jaden Reed is an absolute baller. Musgrave and Kraft are both wins, and Dontavian Wicks is a win. So you know, shout out Brian Gudekunst. I, I still think you made it. Mistake not drafting T. Higgins and Michael Pittman for Aaron Rodgers. But lately, you've been doing all right. You've been doing all right. Um, somebody in here is is trashing the Oregon Trail. Billy, I don't know <laughs> if you want to ban them. Um, here we go. Projected to lose by 12. So this is interesting. A lot of times when you look at these projections, I think this can be very helpful because this can influence my decisions whether to go like with a ceiling play or a floor play. So he has... Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields? Now, who has the highest possible ceiling outcome between the two of them um, in a game where he thinks he's going to be chasing points? I mean, we always—I think we
1: always say Hurts has the highest ceiling. I'm probably—I'm going Hurts here. I I was gonna—I was gonna try to make an argument. Fields. I mean, I have them both inside the. So it's it's kind of like splitting hairs. But Jalen Hurts, to me, is good for two rushing touchdowns almost any game.
0: Yeah, and shout out to the Tush Push. All these people who want to ban the Tush Push. What's wrong with you people? We like touchdowns. We like like high scoring fantasy players. We want the Tush Push to stay around forever. Here's one for you. Garrett Wilson or T. Higgins? T. Higgins, highly elevated this week with no Jamar Chase. Which way are you going between these two players? T. Higgins. Me too. I like T. a lot this week. I'm a cramming him. Into any single so, so lineup I can. And Billy, I actually have one big dynasty league, a very high stakes FFPC one that I'm in the final four this week. And I made this big move where I traded like a package where it was like T. Higgins and what should be a late first to get Tyreek Hill and Devin Singletary uh towards the end of the trade deadline. And uh like I feel like that was a huge win for me until last week when it looked like Tyreek Hill was gonna miss and I would have had this incredible production from T. So it was very, very tilting for me last week, but I took care of business and uh, I might take down a really big one with that one because Tyreek Hill is going to be back. So, uh, but I'm happy for my other teams with with uh, with T Higgins. Here's one, uh, a couple of Isaiah Pacheco questions here, Billy. Uh, Pacheco or Jordan Addison in the flex? Um, I'm probably not
1: waiting until Monday to, I mean, Pacheco's back on the practice field, but I still have some concerns. So I'm probably going
0: Addison. Okay, here's one more pacheco uh, question jacoby myers adam thielen or pacheco i think if pacheco's healthy i'm going pacheco in this situation
1: yeah i, I just kind of contradicting myself now but i i trust addison more than i trust thielen and jacoby at this point
0: so i'd probably go Pacheco here okay here's one more starting two of these chris godwin brandon cooks jaden reed who's not going to play and noah brown who might not play
1: yeah, I think you're kind of limited. So,
0: uh, yeah, so we'll go Chris, <laughs> we'll go Chris Godwin and Brandon Cooks because health is wealth this uh, this time of year. Um, we'll get a couple more questions, guys. We got to get Billy out of here pretty soon. Let me see if I get a couple more down here. Eckler, Chase Brown, Darren Waller, or Adam Thielen. He's got to pick one in the flex. I might go. Gosh. I might go Darren Waller in this one, Billy. Yeah, I'd probably gamble with Waller here. Okay, so we're both going Darren Waller. That's a flex. uh, uh, We're going to assume PPR with Austin Eckler, Chase Brown, Adam Thielen, and Darren Waller. Uh, Here's one. PPR, really, really, shout out to Turkey Sub in the chat. What a wonderful decision to be able to make. Uh, Hashtag win win your title. Rashi Rice or Mike Evans. This is a very difficult one Billy for me to try to make a decision on yeah I have them back to back 10 11 the receiver rankings but I don't think you can bench Mike Evans you just can't do it yeah I think I'm going Mike Evans I think he's like a top six play for me this week especially considering how bad Jacksonville has been against opposing wide receivers here's a question in the chat Nick and this this was in the show sheet we didn't get to it because we've been ripping through so many questions but Nico Collins if he plays Billy are you cramming him into to all of the lineups? And I'll say this I'll give you a caveat. If Nico Collins plays and Noah Brown misses, and then how about if Nico Collins plays and Noah Brown's Brown plays and they're both out there on the field?
1: If Collins is in, I'm playing Collins.
0: Okay. So it's uh regardless of whether Noah Brown is out there. Correct. Okay, cool. So I'm I'm uh elevate your Nico Collins, everyone. Uh let's see. There's a here we go. Broncos. I got time for
1: one more Theo and I got to
0: run. Okay. I'm sorry. We'll get you right out of here. Okay. So let's get one more. Let me find a good one, Billy. Okay. Full PPR, Terry McLaurin, Jaden Reed, Puka Nakua, DK Metcalf. We got to pick two of these. I'm going to go with
1: Puka and DK pretty easily for me.
0: Billy, let everybody know about the dominator, what you guys have. I know that this Saturday you're not going to be around, but let everybody know uh, what's going on with the dominator. Dominator Bradley's been filling in for me the last couple of weeks to and
1: start sits on Saturday. I'm gonna be traveling this weekend, so I'm not gonna be doing it. I guess shoot Bradley a text still. Thanks for the reminder. Um, uh, but tune in Bradley's been doing those. I'll make all I don't know if he's doing it, but keep an eye out on Twitter.
0: Awesome, guys, and check out Sonic Truth Dynasty Podcast. We're gonna be here tomorrow morning at 10 or 10:30 in the morning with uh the Podfather Alan Sislowski and myself. Have a wonderful uh, Christmas. And let's, uh, you know, we're we're here, Billy. It's time to get some W's, time to win some championships. Stick with us here at First Class Fantasy all throughout the offseason as well.